Hi guys, welcome back to Talk to Me Toast. It's your girl Tosin, and on today's episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about my 2020 year in review. Um, I know it's been a wild year for a lot of us, but I thought it would be fun to just come, well, maybe not fun, but interesting, <laughs> um, to come here and just talk about the year that I've had. Um, and I'm going to be reviewing my year in five, you know, different categories. And hopefully this is interesting to you guys. Um, I like to, you know, first of all, just drop a disclaimer that, um, how, how do I want to give this schema? Basically, like, the year I've, I've had is not, and no one's year should be benchmark for anyone or should be a standard for anyone. Um, this year has been rough for the entire world and I'm very, very cognizant of that. And despite, you know, the lows that I've had this year, I'm so aware that there's so many people that have had it worse. We've lost so many people this year. Um, and I just want to encourage anybody listening to this podcast um, just don't like if there was ever a year that you shouldn't be comparing yourself to anybody it's just this year that said a huge part of my brand is just being honest and um, I guess vulnerable about my journey and about you know what I'm learning and yeah like I, I feel like it's just so important to me to be transparent because a lot of times we come on social media and we try to really paint this perfect picture blah 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 and despite how grateful I am um, for the many, many blessings that come my way on a daily, I still feel like it's important to share and make people feel like, you know, what you're going through or what you're experiencing is not absurd. It's perfectly normal. Um, Yeah, just really normalizing a lot of things that I deal with because I know um, as I've grown that learning that other people have walked the same journey that that I'm walking has helped me. Anyway, all that said, I, yeah, let's, (laughs) I have no idea how to start this, but you know, let's just get into it. So the very first area of my 2020 or aspect of 2020 that I would like to review is social. So what was my life like socially in 2020? Um, I would say just in terms of ranking. My life socially this year was very much a plus and minus situation where there were significant highs, but they also really, really, really low lows. Um, I feel like 2020 socially was a change for everybody because obviously the way we socialized in general changed rapidly. But I feel like even before like the pandemic really, really hit in this part of the world, i.e. Canada, North America, whatever, um, my year started off you know going through a lot of significant social changes so in as early as january um i actually ended one of my really close friendships or at least took a break actually you know i would say ended um and that for me was like that was huge that was really really huge um and i think that really set the tone for my year socially i also got a lot of hard truths um from you know different friendships like you know friends were very honest this year and i was also really honest with friends this year um you know i think one thing about me is i've been known to not be a huge i'm i've been known to be a horrible texter 
and I this year was the first year that I really 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 started to see the impact that that was having on my relationships and I feel like the pandemic didn't help in that regard because like obviously like people were at home more people on their phones more and I think for a lot of the people in my life it became more obvious that you know why isn't this babe checking for me if I'm checking for her um so yeah that was one very significant area um one oh one very significant aspect of my you know year socially in 2020 I went on throughout 2020 to go through huge bumps in other relationships that I was not prepared for um so that was interesting um but all that said it was also like a really good year where I discovered the people that were really really rooting for me and some of those people I still talk to actively some of them I don't but I think this year really really built to me the people that really cared about me and the people that are in my corner in my corner and this year was also I would say one of my most vulnerable in the sense that I really started to open up to the people that mattered the most to me um and I think typically I'm very like hard guy I want to bear my body myself but this year you know I actually let people help me and leaned on people more and i think in terms of social one of my best things that happened this year is i got way closer to my mom my mom and i have always had a you know i don't know what adjective to use but we always had a relationship it wasn't like we were ever not speaking per se um i would say that you know my dad being sick for a while definitely affected my relationship with my mom but um i feel like this year was really good in terms of just like growing our bond and speaking more frequently she was very 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 intentional about calling me frequently during the pandemic making sure i was okay you know making sure that i didn't feel as isolated as i physically was um and that was amazing and honestly speaking of this physical isolation i would say that i did feel very lonely this year and i'll talk more about just the impact of the pandemic on me and my mindset when i start talking about my year mentally but in terms of just socially speaking it was definitely very lonely for a huge part of the year i felt the no i won't say the loneliest i've ever felt because i did move to canada by myself and that was definitely the most um lonely experience of my life but this this was a close second i would say um yeah anyway enough about my year socially let's move on to my year career wise if you follow me on social media you probably it is probably no brainer that this year was my best year career wise um so i've been working in retail part-time while you know going to school i've been freelancing i've always been doing a bunch of stuff um but i landed a role at pretty much agency of my dreams as at the time um and i worked as an intern in the early part of this year on my favorite on one of my favorite brands and that was insane for me and a huge huge win um i also started a mentorship initiative this year which again was like amazing um and right now i'm working full time for the first time ever 
and for me this has always been a dream um to finally just be able to have a sense of stability because i feel like moving for me like to another country and if you guys have this my last podcast and everything in my housing situation you would understand when i say stability has always been a dream um so just kind of have that like work stability i know that this is the one thing i'm doing because obviously like prior to now i was in school i was working part-time i was running a business i was you know volunteering in church i was doing a lot of stuff um but now it's kind of just have this primary thing that is my nine to five my core i'm trying to decide to say key or core core responsibility it just feels good in that sense i have i'm still busy but like i have way more time now um to myself that i just didn't have before right and i'll get more into that as i go but i just think this has been a good year like to cap it it has been a good year career wise i think another significant thing for me to know career wise is this year really opened up my eyes to what's important to me in my career like in, ter- in terms of working for an organization like um especially the conversations that the jo- george floyd um movement started like it just really really opened up my eyes to see that um there were a number of things just in terms of how a lot of us view work and view um office life that made me aren't the most ideal um i think i had also personally normalized just microaggressions not even in in not just one area of my life right like for instance like when i was working in retail like people would make all these kind of comments at me like customers and stuff like that like and i never really would check that even though i mean couldn't really check a customer like that but like I never really, really even checked it with myself, right? To be like, well, this isn't okay. This person saying this thing to you. Um, but I think just this year just really, really opened up my eyes into what I'm internalizing and what I'm normalizing in the workplace. And I think um, I'm very, very happy with where I've ended up in terms of, you know, the company culture and my present job. Yada, yada, yada. So I think that's me career-wise. It has been a defining year. Um, and has definitely, definitely, definitely helped me go set better um on to financial so i'm just gonna say it <laughs> i'm just gonna say it right now i mean given i'm working full-time at this very moment i'm recording this podcast i'm in the best financial place that i've been in since 2016 when i moved to canada to give you a little bit of context into my financial history because this one is very sensitive um i moved here and I was staying on campus, you know, all my bills were kind of paid. Like, it was a very, very sheltered, you know, beginning, I would say. I didn't have, like, luxuries in terms of, like, what my wants were. I, I didn't get to, like, shop, etc., etc. I, my basic necessities were provided for, and I was content. Um, sometime in 2017, I started paying, you know, a healthy chunk of my bills, um, and I think that for me, it's always been really tricky to talk about my finances because one, I come from a pretty privileged background um, and a lot of people that I had kind of grown up with, gone to school with, um, it just isn't, I don't know how to explain this, but I think for me, culturally, I'm wired to a not talk about money but then b um not complain because i feel like for 
some people it's almost like you know you are presenting your parents in a bad light you know my father is late now but even when he was alive um and obviously my mom is still very much present and i feel like that is very far from the case like my mom in particular made so many sacrifices for me financially um i mean the fact that my tuition was being paid for for how many years my rent was being paid like very very much a privilege but i just feel like i had never really had to be responsible for myself financially and then as a teenager kind of being thrown into that almost it wasn't like anybody forced me to move here or anything like that but it just felt like oh wow crap like this is life like i have to like you know budget i have to make sure that there's food on my table i have to you know make sure my phone bill is paid if not my you know my my line is going to be cut off and i'm not going to be able to reach anybody um you know there's all these new dimensions that i just never really thought about and i moved here i was 17 um when i started paying my own bills i think i was 18 so it was just like a lot <laughs> it was a lot i was 18 19 when i started paying my own bills so it was it was a lot and i think um for me it was just tricky you know learning how to talk about that and there were even times that you know my mom would kind of be like yo like you know reach out if you need money blah 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 but not blah 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 to my mom sorry mommy if you are listening by chance i have respect (laughs) Um, no but i think that um it just was the more i started earning my own money the more i started to realize damn this thing is hard and the more guilty i felt about asking for my mom for money because i i started to understand like yo like money like is never enough i mean it's not if you're jeff bezos but you know like i just started to really understand like what money was and i started to really really struggle with asking right and i feel like the more i went on just kind of not you know really really being open about my financial realities the more i kind of had to become responsible for myself i'm i'm being very i don't know about how to word this but anyway moving on so that has always been my reality and i mean i was making minimum wage for years so it was that and then that happened that was obviously my life my standard being in canada then if you listen to my episode about i spent my tuition in 2019 that was my worst financial experience now 2019 definitely definitely carried over to 2020 so i would say financially january to march 2019 2020 was probably the worst position i've been in financially but (sighs) i don't know if i should be saying this on the internet i don't know if i should be saying this on the internet but i will say this crb god bless trudeau because that for me was a game changer like it was a game changer it was a game changer because i don't know i'm not going to get into it on the internet but anyway crb definitely definitely was i really needed that um covid completely knocked my plans out of water and i didn't know what i was going to do i didn't know like i didn't know my next steps it was very very confusing so I'm really, really grateful that the Canadian government thought to, you know, set something like that up. It really made a difference. Um, 
and then right after you know my last year period i got a full-time job and i i can't explain how grateful i am that that happened when it happened um but yeah you know i'm working full-time now and i think that financially the other thing that's happening is because of i say this with a grain of salt just because again this is coming from a lens of like privilege right but because of how much financial stress i've felt for i can't remember how many years now it's just so important to me that my sec- my future is financially secure like and this month i kind of just realized wait to see like breathe like <laughs> i have to tell myself like breathe because another i haven't obviously done stupid things with money recently but it's just like I- i've been under so much pressure like you know when you're like holding like you're sitting and you're sitting very uptight and yeah like <laughs> I literally have just been wound, how do you pronounce that? Wound so tight that now that I have a steady income, it's taking me, it is it is taking me a while to finally breathe and be like, you know, you're fine because in my head, I'm under this imaginary clock of, I need to buy a house. <laughs> like, time is going. I am behind schedule. Like, I'm looking at my savings and I'm like, this is crap. Forgetting that it's at the year in debt and, you know, I'm living this year with minimal debt and, you know, a little in savings. Like, it's, it's growth, right? But for me, it's like, in my head, just like, I need to have at least one property in my name. You know, I need to, you know, finally finish me off my debt and start building my credits. I need, like, I'm listening of all these things. Like, I need an investment portfolio. I need this, I need that, I need that. And, those things are important but i think this month has been my awakening of just excuse me i'm always burping in these things i'm literally every episode of this podcast like since i started i have burped what is it and i don't burp that much in real life but i digress um but yeah i think um it's just been that personal like self-proclaimed pressure um to just be in a good financial place because I just never want to be in a position of not having. And I think not to be altruistic or anything, but I, or not to sound altruistic, but I think another thing for me is the way I am, financial lack frustrates me. Like in the sense, not even my own personal financial lack, but I just hate the idea of like money being the thing that is stressing people out. Like, like I hate that it, it was the case for me. I hate that it's the case for so many people. I see so many GoFundMe's and it irritates me. Like it irritates me that why like I don't know how to explain it. Like it's almost like he, I, like this is not I'm not trying to do a whole like anti-capitalist ca- capitalism rant, but I just hate that people don't have when money exists, like it's out there. Like the money you need for anything in this life exists. It's it's there. Do you get what I mean? Like, if you really, really think about it, money in itself is an arbitrary thing, right? Like, it is, you need, you know, health aid or whatever. Like, that is out there. Like, you literally can't get it. Like, it's just a bunch of numbers standing between you and what you want. And 
I feel like that really irritates me. And I think I want to be in a position where I have vex money. Like, I can get angry and get stuff done. Like, I see some people struggling with certain things. I see some people so far away from certain goals. And I'm just like, if I had the money to just snap and make this thing happen, I would. And, like, maybe it's not the best way to even view life. Because there have definitely been times that I've given when I didn't really, really have... I maybe even giving to people that had more than me, self. But it's just that annoyance of just like, are we? Is, is money really the really the thing that we're going to be sitting here and crying about? Like, it irritates me. It's nasty. It's so provocative, you know. Um, so I think for me, it's just that I never want to be in a position where I don't have. I never want to be in a position where, where I no longer want to be in a position where you know I'm seeing people struggle around me and I can't do anything about it. Okay, moving on. So that's been my year financially give god the glory for where we are at now my hair my hair my (laughs) my year mentally oh god oh god oh god um (laughs) you know you just get triggered out of nowhere like i I brought it up myself and i was like oh damn um i don't know if i would say this has been my worst year mentally i don't know I don't know to be very honest because I don't know it's been interesting right um there have been different waves I think I'm I need to just start off by saying I've dealt with anxiety for a really long time um early in the year my anxiety was going to be roof and you know I did get prescription um pills for uh, to deal with anxiety so that was the thing um i didn't like them though i didn't like how they made me feel like i think it was i feel like medicating is weird in the sense that like i it would relax me physically um when i would be having like a panic attack or whatever but i or an anxiety attack or still but i just like in my head would still be stressed like does that make sense so it's almost like i'm still stressed but i'm not freaking out and yeah like <sighs> mental health for me has always just been a, a wild thing and <sighs> based off my background just being nigerian and being you know growing up in the church and all that type of stuff um I, I, like I think that talking about mental health and talking about anxiety and depression has always been such a tab- taboo topic. Um, so I really, really struggled when I when I realized that I was start, starting to really struggle with my mental health. Um, I I really, really you know struggled because I didn't know how to confront it. Now I would say another significant aspect in my 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 year or you know whatever mentally is i talk about this all the time but losing my dad in 2019 did a number on me and specifically speaking of mental health I, I would go a bit into detail on this one so again i, I left my whole family in 2016 i moved into a, moved to a country where i didn't have any relations and i was by myself um for many factors different factors at different times i couldn't travel home to see my loved ones um for till 2019 right um now in the time that i was here my dad was sick 
and bro there were just so many layers to do with my dad being sick um i remember one day when i couldn't get hold of any members of my family and like you know because people are busy people are doing life and i just kept on thinking like how is daddy is daddy fine i think he was in the hospital at the time and it just i would just be on edge i would just you know and obviously that wasn't the only thing going on with me mentally but you know speaking specifically about this and um i remember at some point i realized that one of my biggest fears like <laughs> when i tell you i was like afraid one of my biggest fears was uh, i don't know i'm getting i've talked about this so many times it's weird i'm really getting emotional but one of my biggest fears was never seeing my dad again alive like it was a fear and at some point i started to realize that was very likely gonna happen um but you know time passed and he was still alive and i got really optimistic i don't want to say prematurely but i guess and i was like you know i want to go home i want to go home and i spoke to him about it and he got me a ticket to come home and it was going to be you know this is my trip to come and see daddy and then he dies guys <laughs> it's like this whole time i didn't have the opportunity to come home and he was alive and then all of a sudden i'm coming home and he dies and man guys i can't explain what my daddy did to me like i can't expect like, <laughs> i can't explain it because i think it was also just that being a way because i think speaking of mental health right, like that's the whole point of this whole story is what being away from my family had done to me is that i really 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 started to feel like i didn't belong to anyone i didn't belong with anyone and i did i don't think i ever knew as being obviously being a teenager how much my family meant to me um my family had been such a huge part of my identity and my dad specifically had been such a huge part of my identity he was this big figure in the community he was a big man you know i was almost penicated that's who i was as in it wasn't a part of me it was me right like growing up daddy's girl was who i was so i think that just it really really messed me and i brought a lot of that into 2020 and i think just because a year like you know almost a year had gone by i kind of felt like i had moved past it i kind of felt like you know what you know we're moving on um and i didn't didn't really take in how much i was still struggling um and i remember when kobe died this year it was like my daddy died again damn i went into the work next i went into work next day and i was just i was just a mess ah guys this year was definitely one for the books mentally and i think you know there's so many other things happening being by myself so much you know the different things that are happening in my friendships i i think i just really really felt lonely and that messed with me you know um i thank god because you know even in terms of my dad dying like i'm still healing but i i think it's all the realizations that 2020 equipped me with it's part of why I'm so vocal about my dad. Like, if you follow me on social media, everybody knows I lost my dad. Everybody knows I love my dad. Ah, <sighs> gosh, I could go on and on about my dad, like, and that relationship and how much it meant to me and what losing him did to me. But I just know that for my own sanity, for my own well-being, I need, as in I need to keep talking about him. Just so it's like it happened. Because a lot of my best memories with my dad were one-on-one. 
So to now be in a position where my best memories are basically just in my head now, you know, not like he could even remember a lot of them. I mean, he had dementia towards the end, but just knowing that he was there, like, I don't know how to explain that, man. Death is weird. Mourning is weird. Grief is weird. But yeah, I would say that has been basically the highlight of my year, you know, um, mentally. I've been doing a lot of healing. I've been doing a lot of introspecting. I mean, lockdown would do that to you. Um, I've, I've changed in 2020. I will say that. I have, you know, more boundaries now. Um, I'm way less of a people pleaser, even though I think I still have work to do in that department. Um, I'm building my self-esteem. You know, I sought counseling this year, which not extensively, but I spoke to someone, a professional counselor, and that was good for me. I would say probably still going to seek more um, mental health support as I go, maybe even in 2021, just maybe um, I might do that. But it's been one for the books mentally. I think if I were to cap my year mentally, I would say it's been healing (laughs) that's a good word okay next category um is physically how has my year been physically now this i would say um encapsulates like health and you know body image and all that anything that has to do with the body really um i would say i cannot talk about my year physically and not mention polycystic ovarian syndrome now (laughs) i could do a whole episode about you know my experience with pcos but i will just say this (laughs) maybe not just i may have other thoughts but around the end of 2019 i was literally saying incessantly to a number of people who said to me that i did not feel like myself i did not know how to explain it i did not know how to word it i just knew that i didn't feel like myself it was almost like my body was fighting with me right it was so many things going on simultaneously i was feeling so many things and to now enter 2020 and be diagnosed with this hormonal condition it makes perfect sense what was going on with me in 2019 now um in terms of my journey with that i'm not going to start explaining what pcos is honestly you guys do your research not to be mean or anything but just i don't have power right now and this episode is really long but basically um one of the aspects of pcos is it makes you gain a lot of weight and it also makes you or it also how do i explain this it makes you gain a lot of weight but in order to manage it you know one of the best ways to manage ptos is to lose weight so it's kind of that uphill battle right because your body is gaining weight without your consent just by default um but in order to get your body under control you need to lose weight now again to probably explain you know this aspect of my life in 2020 i have to do a bit of a throwback to pre-2020 so all my life i've been 
fats i've been considered fat you know like by society and that has been a thing that has been tricky um i have always been watching my weight quote unquote i've always been told by people you know to you know yeah and i feel like society really really from a very early age determined my relationship with my body i was that child that was you know called horrible and for those of you who who don't who don't like aren't nigerian or whatever horrible means fat person so for that have to have been a part of my identity from before i could even you know form my own concepts about the world it really just you know set the tone for how i would view my body going forward right um and then in as, as i like you know got older i went to boarding school lost a bunch of weight in boarding school but then it was almost almost always like at every point in my life somebody was talking about my body and again that really just shaped how i view my body so i was never happy with it i would just come out and say that i always just you know really really struggled with how i viewed myself um in 2016 17 in 2017 2017 i lost a lot of weight um i went on a fitness plan i lost weight but i never really really um still loved my body even then for me it was just like i had made progress but i wasn't where i wanted to be so i've always just to just say i've always just struggled with my body that said after losing all that weight i gained it back because a lot of the things that i had done to basically i didn't know how to sustain it like i had gone on this like it was a good plan but it was like basically to help you kick start your journey and you know ideally there would have been like a follow up but because i didn't have enough knowledge I couldn't really do that follow up by myself. So all that to say I had gained weight after that, but then I kind of became okay a specific size for a period of time. And then out of nowhere, cuts of PCOS again this whole bunch of weight like I swole up, you know, to this point that I'm at now, right? And even when I went home in 2019, everybody was talking about my body and for me that was kind of annoying because obviously like I'm here to bear my daddy like please can we just focus on you know what's more important but all that to say like I've always just had that turbulent relationship with my body so when I got diagnosed with PCOS for me in 2020 getting that diagnosis it was almost like my body had betrayed me yet again you know like it felt like it really really did feel like betrayal it felt like okay so already you know I'm not like I've gone through this journey of growing to love my body and now this, right? And the only I guess good thing was prior to this diagnosis in 2019, like I said, when I went home and all people were talking about my body, that's when I realized that you couldn't really please anybody, right? Like you couldn't really in the end you just have to be happy because people are people are ridiculous <laughs> people are ridiculous like how am i you going to see me mourning my dad and all you have to offer is conversation about my body like there's people that i had a lot of respect for and maybe even still respect that were coming to talk to me about my body in that period and i just felt like it was so unnecessary because i'm already in this vulnerable place and i feel like what that did to me was liberating me because i felt like i no longer had to care 
in a sense about what society felt about my body it was time to really really see how i felt about my body and then i had a realization that i was beautiful like on a deeper level right like i had always seen myself as beautiful but fat but then what that experience did to me was i saw myself as beautiful period um so i feel like it was good that i had that quote-unquote foundation as at the time that i got my pcs diagnosis anyway in terms of that i feel like i haven't really been 100 in terms of my weight loss because i just i just realized that honestly i didn't want to prioritize that at the moment so i didn't like it, it was as simple as that like in 2020 i just it was weird because obviously having gotten the pcos diagnosis and having found out that um pcos um could be better managed with weight loss a lot of people who loved me were sharing tips about weight loss we're talking about and i was just over it i was over it still i'm very over it um i kind of was in a place of you know whether i still just do whatever i want to do to be very honest um not that I didn't care at all. I would stay till date. I still even care. It's not like I'm trying to like just wreck my body completely. But I've just prioritized weight loss for so long. Like for 20 plus years of my life. It's just been about losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. I'm tired. I just want to live. I just want to be a person. I don't want to be a fat person again. Not in terms of, oh, I should be on burn weight or burn calories. I just want to be a person. Because I think for me, it's realizing that I look back at pictures and I'm like, wow that's what i looked like my body was banging like why was i so stressed about losing more weight when my body looked like that you know i look at pictures from myself in 2017 and 18 and i'm like shook because i never knew i looked like that never and i know people talk about body dysmorphia a lot but maybe not enough because i like guys when i saw you hey god i was hot you know like i could just never see it and it pains me you know that i i spent so much of my life just being transfixed on my body and i know that i want to eventually be in a place where i can really 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 give myself into my weight loss journey and really really push and you know work towards losing weight but i think in this moment especially with everything that 2020 has been I just don't want to right now. That's really the summary, you know? And it's a conversation that's weird because I know that some people, if certain people in my life actually end up listening to this podcast, this might almost be shocking to them slightly because I've never really, really articulated it like this. That right now, I don't care. <laughs> right I, I could be 400 pounds of toxic. Like, I don't, like, no, I don't care at all, but like for me, it's just not priority. Like, I just want to learn to be a human being, and I, I think again, that's it's kind of what 2020 has been for me. Is I just want to be fine, I don't want to be a victim, I just want to be a person, you know. I just don't want it to be about me being fat. That's just all I'm asking. Is it too much? I don't think so. Um, and I think I'm just in a place where I understand that people are speaking out of concern. And I'm letting them speak when it's okay with me. But still establishing certain boundaries when I'm not comfortable. So if I feel like this conversation 
albeit coming from a place of concern, is just not rubbing me the right way. I'm gonna shut it down, you know. So here yeah, I've just been kind of accepting my body. That said, I don't want to paint it as if it's all like ro- a bed of roses and everything just smooth sailing. No, I have struggled with my body image this year. Um, I've actually had moments of just looking in the mirror and being like, what the hell is going on? PCOS has changed my body in so many ways. Like even all the time that I had been struggling with my body and struggling with weights, most of my weight wasn't really in my tummy. I feel like since I started struggling with PCOS, like, I've just been looking at my tummy like, what the hell? I'm used to being more quote-unquote hourglass shaped. Now I'm very much a peach. And I think what that has done for me is giving me more respect for people of all body types because being conditioned to just be so transfixed on what my body looks like, I think also affected my, not just affected my self-image, but affected my image of other people. But I'm actually learning from a very practical position that everybody is beautiful. And yes, we can all prioritize our health, what's, you know, in different at different points but you know everybody's beautiful and i feel like a lot of fat phobia is this guy's under but your health your health your health but we're not talking enough about the mental health and i feel like it's just not anybody's business you know it's just not everybody's business because when you really think about it in terms of being healthy there's so much that goes into it it's funny because every single time i've seen a doctor they tell me i'm healthy you know but then society is like, no health. And it's like, bro, like, relax. Relax. I know I could be healthier, but there's probably many, many things that society accepts that are way less healthy than being fat. So everybody should breathe. And I think to cap that, I would say in 2020, physically for me, it's just been telling myself, affirming myself that, you know, it's fine. I am more than my body and I just want to be more than my body and that is okay and as one of my friends said probably the most defining body image or body my perception of my the most oh god English is hard the most important thing I've heard in, in relation to my body is it is a body you know that's something my friend said and she said it in a different context but it's just so huge anyway Finally, we're on to the last category of my 2020 in review. If you're still listening to this, thank you for caring because I feel like a lot of people won't even care how somebody else's year went. But oh well, you are here and that's what matters. <sighs> final year, final phase, final aspect, oh gosh, final aspect of my year that I want to talk about is spiritually. I say I want to talk about, but I don't know if I want to talk about this. Anyway, this year has been interesting, spiritually, for me. Um, Where to start? Where to start? Okay, again, we go back in time to 2019. I had a point in 2019, during my whole I spent my tuition journey, where I really, 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 really struggled with my faith. I've struggled, you know, everybody, you know, that is Christian. Okay, first of all, if you don't know me, I'm Christian, right? So when I say spiritual, that's what I'm referring to. Everybody that is Christian has tests, right? We're all tested. Our faith is tested that you grow. You understand? Good. 
so i've always you know had different experiences spiritually but in 2019 during that phase there was just so much going on in my head that i started to wonder if i believed not that i ever actively said you know i don't believe anymore blah 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 anything like that but then i had to at some point start asking myself tosi do you believe like do, what do you believe <laughs> do you get like what do you believe um and for a lot of people challenges do that to you i i wanted to just not be so given to optimism that i how do i word this like you know how like sometimes you want to believe that everything is okay so you say that everything is okay but you are not okay i didn't want to be that person spiritually anymore burps again um i didn't want to be that person spiritually anymore and i just yeah i i really started to question if i believed um thankfully that was towards the end of 2019 right um i get called to be a part of this production while my brain is going through all these many things and i've spoken about this on social media before but um that really really for me put things in perspective and helped me deep some things um and really really restored my faith in a sense um entering 2020 i was in a pretty good place in terms of you know being consistent in my prayer life and in my bible study you know i was experiencing joy despite a lot of things going on in my life i was in a very very you know happy place i would say at some point in 2020 it stopped being that way i don't want to go too in depth because some things are personal obviously but i would say when the pandemic hits it hit at a time where my mind was processing a lot of things like my mind was analyzing a lot of things and i would say to just kind of cap for me 2020 has been spiritually has been separating culture from faith i did not realize how much i needed to unlearn to really 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 be the kind of christian god wanted me to be and it's still something i'm figuring out it's still very much something i'm figuring out um in terms of learning to love the way jesus wants us to love learning to just learning um i would say that this year for me has been very much a moses year um i've always i don't know if i'm doing one that does it but i like to like liking myself to people in the bible like try and like relate to people in the bible and i always used to say david was the bible character that i related with the most and honestly in general like in the grand scheme of life i would still say david is me and david <laughs> we are kindred spirits um <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry i don't know why this is so funny to me um but yeah this year has been more of a moses year for me in the sense that moses was this guy just day in his day as they do they do say you know doing his thing staying by himself and then he gets called for this thing that is bigger than him and he's just faced with all these inadequacies and you know like 
I relate so much with that, but God, I'm a stammerer. You know, I stutter. Why are you going to call me to go and speak? <laughs> so, I feel like that has been this year for me. It's just realizing what I'm, I guess, called to be, I suppose. Um, and really, really quivering in, 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 in the sight of that. Um, and I think also just dealing with my flaws, you know, in a very real way um and yeah and i think this year has also been just again i think spiritually for me if i were to cap 2020 it will be keeping it real because bro (laughs) i've had to i've had to check internally lots of things i've had to check internally lots of things i think definitely in 2021 i aspire to be more intimate with god for sure i aspire to be more intentional i aspire to prioritize evangelism interestingly enough um yeah those are some of the things i aspire to be and i continue to aspire to be someone who makes creates a, a welcoming space for people in the church um yeah so with all that said and done that has been my 2020 um very very transparent review i would say i haven't spoken for nearly an hour it still doesn't feel like i've encapsulated what my 2020 has been but i think i've done it a decent enough job um as decent enough as I need to do for the whole internet to hear. Um, and I hope that you guys have had, you know, opportunities to just reflect on the year you've had. And I hope that everyone is, you know, preparing for an amazing 2021. By God's grace, I hope that we all get to smile more in the new year. I hope we all collectively, as a generation, experience way less loss in this new year um merry christmas guys christmas is this week um merry festivities even though we are all physically distant um and i'm wishing you guys the best for 2021 like i already said um i want to do a social call out as per like let me know what you thought but i feel like I don't even want you people's opinions on my year, you know. I'm just sharing this TMI for your consumption. But if you do have thoughts, I mean, feel free. <laughs> Chat to me on Twitter using the hashtag talk to me toast. You know what? Don't 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 tell me your opinions about my year. Tell me your opinions on the episode as a whole. Did you enjoy this content? You know, did you did you enjoy the vulnerability? Did you enjoy the openness? Did you did you like this? Should I do more stuff like this? Or was this boring? Maybe I know. Maybe all of you have already left the episode because you're like, bro, tossing one hour of just you know, I don't know what this was, but okay, no problem. <laughs> Thanks, guys. If you're listening, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you again next Monday. Bye.